0: hello friends pro-life leader frank pavone here national director of priests for life welcome to our time of scripture and prayer together it is great to have you with us we invite you as always leave your prayer intentions in the comments so we can all pray for one another and let's put ourselves in the presence of the lord and delve into his word for today in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen lord god we come to you with Humility and repentance today, we always repent of our sins in your presence, knowing that we fall short of your glory and abort your will in many ways in our own lives. And yet, Lord, this does not deter us from being ministers of your word. This does not deter us from proclaiming the gospel of life because the moral authority comes from you, not from us. The moral authority comes from the one who has given the law under which those of us who proclaim it are equally responsible with those to whom we proclaim it. We ask You, Lord, therefore, to help us continue living it and proclaiming it, and rejoicing in the salvation that this living Word brings us. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I am not ashamed of the Gospel, It is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, the Jew first and then Greek. For in it is revealed the righteousness of God from faith to faith. As it is written, the one who is righteous by faith will live. The wrath of God is indeed being revealed from heaven against every impiety and wickedness of those who suppress the truth by their wickedness. For what can be known about God is evident to them, because God made it evident to them. Ever since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes of eternal power and divinity have been able to be understood and perceived in what He has made. As a result, they have no excuse, for although they knew God, they did not accord Him glory as God or give Him thanks. Instead. They became vain in their reasoning, and their senseless minds were darkened. While claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the likeness of an image of mortal man, or of birds, or of four-legged animals, or of snakes. Therefore God handed them over to impurity through the lusts of their hearts for the mutual degradation of their bodies. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and revered and worshipped the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, few passages in Scripture are more applicable to today then this one, they became vain in their reasoning, and their senseless minds were darkened. Basic truths that, as St. Paul says here, God has revealed. The Lord is not hidden. The Lord God doesn't want to be a silent God. He has spoken. Now, He has spoken, Paul is saying here, in the manner in which Psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day imparts the word today and night to night imparts knowledge. In other words, you just look at creation and God is speaking. You look through the microscope or you look through the telescope. God is speaking in the vastness of space, in the incredible complexity of a single cell. God is speaking. His wisdom, his intelligence, his power waterfalls, lightning, and thunder. God is speaking in creation his beauty. He's speaking in creation his love. There are things that are evident. Our founding fathers spoke about self-evident truths. Paul here is speaking about self-evident truths, and he's saying, why are they evident? He said God made them evident. Part of his creation is our mind. See, some people say, oh, I'm waiting for God to tell me something. Well, meanwhile, if you use your head, if you use your brain, you're going to hear a lot of what God is trying to tell you because He gave you your brain. Think it through. Open your eyes. If you look at what your eyes tell you, you're, you're looking at what God is telling you. They have no excuse, Paul says. The very existence of God can be known by human reason. And you know what else can be known by human reason? That a man is a man and a woman is a woman. That can be known by human reason. That is known by human reason. That's one of the things, as Paul says here, that God made evident. God made it evident when God made man and woman. And you know what else is evident? That a baby's a baby. I've often been saying the reason today we can't say a man is a man or a woman is a woman is because for 50 years We've been saying a baby is not a baby. We have deluded ourselves. And once you deny that a baby is a baby, when you have every, every piece of evidence that that baby is a baby, is human, well, then you can deny anything. And that's, in fact, what started to happen now. God made it evident to them, but they exchanged the truth for a lie. And that's what's happening. The problem is in the will. I decide that I'm going to replace what I already know to be the truth with a lie so that it can do what? Satisfy my lusts, desires, and passions. Now, we make it clear in our pro-life work that all the evidence from human reason and from science is on our side. On the side of those who say, the baby in the womb is a baby on our excuse me on our side for those who say that abortion does violence to the baby on our side is all the evidence when we say abortion is harmful to women all the evidence is on our side but some choose to exchange the truth of god for a lie we see this in scripture we've commented on how Those seeing the truth of the man born blind in John chapter 9, a miracle that had never been heard of before, decided to close their hearts against the evidence. They questioned it. Then they mocked and derided those who held to that evidence. Their hearts were closed. That's what Paul is talking about here. You want to know why some people do evil? They choose to. That's the issue. They exchange, they suppress the truth. Now, when people suppress the truth in their own mind and heart because they don't want to be held accountable to it, when people suppress the truth because they don't want its voice to awaken their conscience and make them feel guilty for continuing going down the road of pursuing their own lusts, passions, and desires, Well, then you have to understand, it's not enough for them to suppress the truth in their mind. They have to suppress the truth outside their mind. Because otherwise, they're still going to hear it. They might put the truth to sleep inside their own head, and then what if somebody else speaks it, or writes about it, or puts up a billboard about it, or puts it on social media? Then their effort to thwart the truth itself is thwarted. That's why it's not enough for them to just decide not to follow that truth, they must try to shut others up from proclaiming it. And that dynamic we see all around us as well. Well, brothers and sisters, let's cling to that truth of God and let's let it transform us. As we go back into prayer here, I want to point out that we are in now the midst of the Novena in honor of St. John Paul II, someone I was privileged to know in this life and worked uh, during his pontificate for a while at the pro-life office at the Vatican. John Paul II, the Pope of life. We have a special prayer that we invite you to say from now up until his feast day, which is October the 22nd. And you can find all this at prayercampaign.org. That's prayercampaign.org. Let's say this prayer in thanksgiving for St. John Paul II, the Pope of Life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father and Lord of life, Your Son Jesus Christ conquered the power of death by His own death and resurrection, and made us, the people of life, called to proclaim, celebrate, and serve the gospel of life. We praise You for the gift of life, the first and most fundamental gift You give us, and the foundation of all our other rights. We thank you for raising up St. John Paul II, the Pope of life, and for his teaching and witness to life's value. Grant that we may respond to his call to bring an end to abortion, euthanasia, and all assaults on human life, and to unite in a great campaign in support of life. Bring us, Lord, to a culture of life, we pray through Christ our Lord, amen. Now let's pray together the words He gave us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, continue to pray also, and you'll see it at prayercampaign.org for victory in Ohio, the voting is underway. Let us invoke the Holy Spirit on the voters that they may say no to this baby killing amendment called issue one, say no to issue one in Ohio. Please contact everybody that you know in Ohio and those that you know may know others in Ohio. We have to influence as many votes as we can. So thanks friends, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Dear young people, I greet you all. In the name of Jesus Christ, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Hello, friends. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life. On October 22nd, we observe the feast day of St. John Paul II, the Pope of Life. And here at Priests for Life, we have a novena starting on October 14th. And we invite you to say a daily prayer in thanksgiving for John Paul II, which you can find at prayercampaign.org. I'm going to pray that prayer with you now. And in the presence of this beautiful relic, which is some of his blood on a piece of the last cassock he wore, this was given to us by Cardinal Stanislaw Jeevish, who was his personal secretary throughout his pontificate. So we in the pro-life movement especially look to John Paul II for continued encouragement and prayers and of course, teaching from his beautiful document, Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life. Let's pray now in honor of this great saint, the Pope of Life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father and Lord of life, your Son, Jesus Christ, conquered the power of death by his own death and resurrection and made us the people of life called to proclaim, celebrate, and serve the gospel of life. We praise you for the gift of life, the first and most fundamental gift you give us, and the foundation of all our other rights. We thank you for raising up St. John Paul II, the Pope of life, and for his teaching and witness to life's value. Granted we may respond to his call to bring an end to abortion, euthanasia, and all assaults on human life and to unite in a great campaign in support of life. Bring us a culture of life. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.